Very good way to I love it. I love it. There we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. Now, glory to God. Got my thing on. Because he is currently at the right hand of the Father. But he's also currently at the right hand of the Father right now. So that day is also today. That day is right now. So he's talking about he's preparing him for the day that he's no longer going to be physically with them on the earth. Because he was talking to them while he was on the earth physically with the disciples. So he was preparing him for a day that he wouldn't physically be there when he'll be with the Father. Alright? So he says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Why did he say that? Because he was physically with them. So they didn't have to say that, hey, Jesus, who they could physically touch and say, hey, Jesus, in Jesus' name, can you? No, no, he, he was already physically with them. They could just ask, hey, can I get a drink of water? You got it? So he was preparing for a day that he wasn't going to be physically with them. So he said, until... And so now you ask nothing in my name, because I was physically with you. Um, ask, I'm going to ask the Father, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Uh-oh, that's some proof text that we should never ask Jesus anything. We need to ask the Father in Jesus' name. Look at some more proof text. John 15 and 16, New King James Version. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. If he repeat the word, what? You know he said the law of repetition? Because he wants people to get it. Oh, wow. He wasn't ashamed to say something more than once. He wanted people to get it. Just like Danny heard her name from her mom a lot of times when she was an infant, so that she understood her name was Jane. Her mom just didn't say Jamie one time, because who knows? She might have think her name Patricia going up. Oh, I said her name up. Wait, who knows? And in that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say, I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. Wow. Jesus said, and, and to be clear, I ain't saying I'm gonna ask the Father for you. You gotta do this yourself. What? He said, in that day when I'm going. I ain't saying I'm going to be asking the Father for you, because you got to do this yourself. You've got to continue to have your own relationship with God through me, through that blood. Lord God, that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. That's why? Because Jesus is trying to connect them to the Father through him. Lord God. The Bible still says, no one knows the Father except through him. Right? For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved, why? Because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from God. So Jesus is not trying to totally exclude himself. He said, no, but you got to do this through me. I need you to connect directly to the Father. So when I'm born, you got to ask the Father in my name. Lord God, look at another one. Mark 16 and 17, New King James Version. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Again, we don't do things outside. The Bible says, without Jesus, we can do nothing. So we can't do things without Jesus. Glory to God in terms of, don't, this is not our power. This is the power of Jesus' blood. Amen. So, that being the case, so could it be, going back to that time in the past where you may have prayed to God for something and didn't receive, could it be that maybe you didn't pray directly to the Father, maybe you were praying to Jesus? Again, doesn't make God bad, doesn't make you bad. It might have just been something that you just didn't know. 
stuff in this point. Oh, why not? Now, okay, now we're shopping up. Now we're closing that bridge between me asking and me actually receiving something, the manifestation of what I believe. Now we're beginning to close that gap. So, let's look. Well, so here's an example. One example of that is you say, Father, uh, please bless me with a new job in Jesus' name. Alright? So, you're asking the Father, and you're doing it in Jesus' name. Or you can say, in Jesus' name, please bless me with a miracle word. That's how, that's an example of how you do it. Alright? But you gotta get this down. You no longer ask Jesus' name. You ask the Father in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, we talked about this one. Well, we'll make this part clear. When we ask God for something, we need to ask and forget Now, what I mean by that is, don't be concerned about the how and the concern with the item. So if it's a bill, you ask God for something. You ask and you, you bounce. You go on with life and doing your stuff. Because you believe it's already done. Don't be concerned about the bill after you've asked. Don't get, don't get into the weeds about the how. Our job is just to believe. Praise the Lord. All right, now, B. B is believe. Believe is convinced. Convince something is true without any sense realm evidence. Believe. Convince something is true without any sense realm evidence. When we say sense realm, we're talking about our five senses. See, feel, taste, touch, smell. Again, convince something is true without any sense realm evidence. You can reference it. I can mark your reference from Mark 11, 124. This is one of them. So this takes on four, four parts of this. First, we have to understand what believing is an act of our will. Our will is what we want. It's a choice. We have to, so we have to choose to believe. Because we can choose to not believe, so let's choose to believe. Number two, see the end result. So when you're asking God for something, begin to see. We'll use the example of a new job. If you're, when you're asking God for a new job, begin, as you're asking, see yourself sitting down at that desk or, 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 your, or some fashion design, some clothes or whatever. See yourself doing those things. See yourself the merchandising. See yourself with that whole chemistry stuff that I got going on in there. See yourself doing those things, the class and everything. You gotta, if, why, why are we saying that? God is saying that because this. Because when you start asking, best believe the devil is going to try to throw some other energies that you can't get it, and it won't happen. So you got to combat those with the word. You, the Bible says in Philippians 48, whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are noble, whatever things are true, whatever things are of a good report, meditate on, think on these things. So when you're doing that, you're doing the words. Because best believe the devil's going to try to throw some thoughts that you can't get with in the middle of you asking. He may not have to in the middle of you asking. He's going to try to throw some energy that you can't receive it. So when you're believing, you, are, you have to see that you start seeing the end result of your prayer. Go and do that because you have to use those images to combat his images. Number three, I believe all of you, both all of us present in person, as well as all of you online, I believe you can do this. Oh my God, you are strong in faith, I believe it. I believe you, you, you have it right now. I don't know how some time. No, no, no. Let, let's, let's prove that you can do this. Now, proof. Let's look at this. Here's an example. How many of you, by sound, uh, by raising up your hands, and, and for those online, you can just raise your hand online, and it'll say me. <laughs> so, how many of you have ever heard of heaven? How many of you believe there is a heaven? How many of you have ever seen it? What? You mean you're believing by the act of your will, your choice to believe in something you haven't seen? Huh? You have no tangible, physical 
evidence that heaven exists. It's not like you have anybody coming back from heaven like, yo, heaven was a bomb, did come on out? I don't have any of that proof. But you're choosing by act of your faith to believe that heaven exists. You got it? And it's not like you won't have any evidence until you go be with the Lord. So, that being the case, if you can believe for heaven, what's a new job? What's an what's oil can going to call? You can do this. Again, again, with God's power, you can do this. Now, test time, test time. You ready for pop quiz? I got a couple people in school right now, so they ain't feeling some pop quiz. Especially my, my daughter had a little pop quiz this year today. She was, you know, feeling it. Oh, I tell you, big lad. Like, oh, I don't know you're feeling it. She was like, I don't know, it's in the best, you know. So I guess there. All right, so, so we have a little pop quiz. So we said, believing is convinced something is true without any sense realm evidence. See, feel, taste, smell. Convinced something is true without any sense realm evidence. So, here's the problem. Now, how many of you believe that someone standing in front of you, Lord God, that God is using to teach, that God is speaking the word of God through the teaching? How many believe that? Okay, great, great. Hands up. Ooh. All right. Hands down, hands up. Yep. Ooh. Love y'all. Good job. You're planting a seed. You're believing that. You're doing that. Lord God, you're planting a seed. 
when you're confessing, you are now watering your seed. Glory to God. You want that seed, you want to receive that harvest. When you speak against that, unintentionally or intentionally, you are giving up that seed. So when you're asking God for something, the only thing that should come out of your mouth are things that are consistent with the word of God and consistent with what you ask and believe God for. So, what's an example? Let's say you, you ask for a new pair of hoodies. Hey, look at that. She's looking at her. You have a new pair of Lugus or whatever. All right. So you, you say, Father, can you invest me with a new pair of Lugus? Again, I don't want to tune in my heart. We, we, we talk about, we'll talk about that later. You know, you're blessing the people. It's a bad when people see you. All right. And you ask for it in Jesus' name, right? So you ask and you believe it. Now, from, from this point on, you walk around until you receive those Lugus in the box. All right. Until you receive those in the box. You are now thanking God. Father, I thank you. I, I see those shoes in the box. I thank you, Father. I see people seeing you through me, hearing about me, and they're going to glorify me for these red bottles. No, no, no. It's about you getting the glory so that they know that faith is real. They can believe God. Just for that bill, no different for the Lugu. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now, you remember some of the scriptures, Proverbs 12 and 14, Joel 3 and 10, Proverbs 18 and 21, Romans 4 and 17, Mark 11 23, and James 1 6 to 8. Let's hear the other part. You talk about confession, now let's talk about confidence. When you come to God, you have to come to Him with boldness and confidence. I know sometimes as believers we like to come with this humility and we need to come without a doubt, period. But when we come to Him with confidence, we understand it's not coming in confidence of ourselves. We are saying we believe you, God. We believe you at your word. So you come with confidence in God about him and his word. The Bible, and you can reference James 1, 6 through 8. You, he says, when you come to me in faith, you can't come down. paraphrasing. You can't come down. You can't, when you come to me in faith, you can't come down. He said, because that, that person that comes to me to ask for something, and they begin to doubt, they're not a lady being tossed to and fro. He said, oh, he said, don't let that person believe me. Don't, don't let that person think that they're going to receive anything from me. God, he's charging us to be confident when we come to him. Because if he says, you come down, don't think you're going to receive. That's like, dare you, like, you got, you don't dare you become confident. Not, not in ourselves, but in God. We just say, God, we, come to, we are confident in you, believing you, write your word. Glory to God. So A is what? Ask. Oh, F what? That's probably in Jesus' name, B. Good, C. Okay, that's that comment. There you go. Good class. Good class. D is do it. Do it. What does that mean? Reference James 2, 17-26. Do it says, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. Now, that's both the works we do to be a blessing to people, and works is also the corresponding action that's consistent with our faith. So, what does that mean? We've asked for something we believe, we're confessing, glory to God. We gotta make sure that we are walking it out. We are doing some action in line with what we ask and believe God for. So let's stick with let's continue to stick with the example of a new job. You believe in God for a new job, you ask, you believe, you're doing your confession, you're doing confidence. At some point in time, you gotta send a resume. You gotta go through the interview. Because even though you don't have the job at that moment, you at some point in time, you got by an act of your faith, you are walking out, going to your car, going to the interview. You don't physically have the job yet, but you're doing this by an act of faith that what you believe is going to happen. So at some point in time, God is saying, i got to see some action that goes along with that faith. You ain't going to have that, but you got to show some action because your action shows you're walking in faith. 
I use an example of a new job, but you can do that in every area of your life. If you're having a health challenge, at some point in time you ask and believe in God for something, at some point in time you've got to start experimenting with, with some kind of action. You hurt your toe, at some point in time you believe in God, or God. At some point in time you've got to take the choice to start to maybe put some pressure on it. And you, your wisdom, don't get me wrong, I ain't saying just go play ball, you know what I mean? But I'm saying, but you gotta do some kind of act of faith. Bible says, as they went, they were healed. Glory to God. So you gotta do some act of faith. Glory to God. You're doing good. That's going to do it. Alright, yeah. E, E. E is expected. Your reference number is 23 and 19. Second Corinthians 1 and 20. Mark 11, 24 again. Now, we have to expect that God is going to honor his word. He says, he is a man that he's not a man that he would lie. Oh, we gotta understand how says all promises of God in Jesus, like yes in Jesus, amen. We have a right to expect that God is gonna honor his word. When you have kids or relatives, when you say something to them like, hey, uh, at five o'clock this show is gonna come on, if they say to you, I don't believe you, you're like, wait a minute, I just said this, what do you want to you have a right to expect that, that this is going to happen. Well, how much more should we expect that from the true and living God? Lord of God, he's telling himself true. Now, when we talk about whatever we have to pray, believe we have received it, and you shall have it, expectation comes with this part. Receiving is choosing by act of our faith to believe God's promises. Get this part. Receiving precedes the having. Get that down. Receiving precedes the having. So it says, remember you ask when you pray, believe, you receive it, and you will have him. So receiving is the act of believing God's principles before you have it. Why? Because you're acting in faith. So you have to believe to receive it. Again, believe in agreement with God's word. So the receiving precedes the having. When we talk about from the spiritual perspective, so you've got to do that. Now, why? Is the act of faith acknowledging faith based faith is blessed, a spiritual awakening that what you desire already exists. Because we know that from Ephesians 1 and 3, alright? And it's just a matter of time for the manifestation. So, receiving from the spiritual perspective is already believing God right in His Word. It precedes that the having or the manifestation. So we have believed to receive it. So you hear you may hear people say, they may say, they may speak a blessing over you. Um, Hey, I, hey, I stand, I stand in green that you will get that job. You got to see that, Jesus, man. You got me? Right. No, that's not just a cliche. People are spiritually receiving. They stand in green with that. Yep, I received that promise. That sounds biblical. I received that in Jesus' name. Even though they don't physically have that new job yet. But they're receiving. They're, they're walking out of the interview with faith. Good. So A is what? Good B. C. Good D. Good E. Found good. Sound is doing fantastic. Look, look at Luke 1 and 37. Amplified classic version. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Wow! Oh my goodness, are you serious? For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. It's another one of those promises that God, when he writing his word, he is putting himself behind it. His character, his truth, his system. So when he doesn't honor that, which never happens, that's putting forth his character. That's why God is always going to honor his word, ain't it? Now, if we want to F, 
That is forgiveness and forbearance. Forgiveness and forbearance. Let's talk about forgiveness first. When we are asking, asking and believing God for something, and really, this, but at Christians, this is a lifestyle for us. We have to walk in a lifestyle of forgiveness. People, the Bible says, tribulations are going to happen. It shall rain on the just and the unjust. Things are going to happen. People are in different places. Some people are not in the Lord. Some people are in the Lord. They still do things that hurt your nerves. We got to understand, we have to walk ready in the lifestyle of forgiveness. I don't care if it was uh, so-and-so, Cousin Pookie, Aunt Sally. People are going to do something to hurt your nerves. You have to be standing ready to walk in forgiveness. Remember, we talked about that safe, all right? That safe has everything you already want. Your faith is the key that unlocks that. When you are asking God, believing, and you're doing agencies of faith, it's already being, the safe is already unlocked, it's already on its way down. If you choose to walk in unforgiveness, it pauses that blessing from coming down. Because God is saying, one, I sent my son's blood for the forgiveness of sins, period. And then number two, didn't I just forgive you for what you just did last week that no one else knows about but me? I was forgiving each other as Christ God forgave you. So we got to stand right. Mark 11, 24. Whatever you ask me pray, believe you have received, you shall have it. And then verse 25 says, And when you stand praying, forgive. So that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. We got a long lifestyle of that, but he made that clear. Like, this is a lifestyle for you, but in particular, when you're asking me for something, make sure you walk in forgiveness of people. Yeah, that means that person who spoke death over you, that, that teacher from third grade, that said you ain't never going to be nothing. Yeah, that means that, that father that may have inappropriately touched you seven years ago. People does some horrible stuff. This is not to make light of that. But no one, no one, no one, spouse, kids, teacher, uh, manager, no one should ever stop you from receiving what God has for you. No one's ever. You got me? Forgive people. Forgive people. Yeah, you can reference those scriptures again. Now, the forbearing is this. Forbearing says you got to be willing to weep. This process is this. Ask, there's going to be some element of time, and then there's receiving the manifestation. That's the process. Now, when I talk about things that you may, when you're asking God for something, that you receive instantaneously, because that happens too. Both in terms of healing, I pray for stuff, and stuff that happens in the middle of prayer. So that can happen too from an instantaneous perspective. But other than those times, there's going to be some element of time. Two seconds, ten years, three weeks, two days, one month, half an hour. There's going to be some element of time. But guess what? It's just part of the process. There's the asking, there might be some element of time, and then there's the manifestation. We gotta understand that. So we gotta be willing as Christians to, under, to understand there might be some element of time. But it, it's just a process. Everybody say, it's just a process. It's just a process. process. All right, again. There's gotta be some element of time. Let's, let's look at this. Because oftentimes, we, when we think about Jesus, we think about the things that he, he did. We see in the Bible, and there was some instantaneous manifestation. But guess what? There was also some time where Jesus actually had to wait. Really? Yeah, yeah. He did it to show us this process is gonna be some element of time. Otherwise, people just think that God is just a poop. You know, that's the difference between believing in God, God said for God. It helps with the patience. We gotta understand that. Otherwise, we would think God is some magician. 
And we don't only believe in him, we, we always all the proof in, 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 in an instant. In an instant. No, no, we gotta believe it. Child of our faith produces patience, amen? Mark 11, 20, Mark 11, 12, and 23. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he, this is Jesus, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see it perhaps. He would find something on it. In response, Jesus said that, hey, oh, here comes the faith. In response, Jesus said that, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. So now he spoke faith. He saw something he didn't like, so he spoke faith. Got me? All right, now. And the disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. If you look at some of the biblical maps, there was some distance between Bethany and Jerusalem. All right? Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought, and some of you may have heard of the story, um, this is part of the Bible, who bought out and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then they put him, uh, then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? And the scribes and chief priests heard it and saw how they might destroy him, but they feared him because all the people were astonished and beseeching. When evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you have cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says it is dumb, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he says, will have whatever he says. Wow, I mean, there was at least, I'll show you other instances, there's a proof text that even Jesus in his love and blessing showed us an instance where he chose to have to wait. Why? For our example. Again, why? They were in Bethany, he saw something he didn't like, he spoke faith. That's the same thing as you asking. Then, there was time. He went out of town. Tore up the money chains and everything else, the tables and everything else. Uh, and went to Jerusalem. Night came, morning came. Then as they passed by, that was some time. Then they saw the manifestation. So there was that. He spoke in the face. So there was that asking. There was time, and then there was the manifestation. Oh my God! It's just part of the process. So Jesus gave us some time where He may have had to wait. Guess what? We all may have to wait too. But guess what? That fig tree did with and die. We will get that job. You know what we Again, it's just a matter of time. We can do it. We can do this. Now, no question. No forbearance. How long do we have to wait, Pastor Mike? Well, it all depends on where you are. If it's that important that you, had to, that you chose to ask God, you'll be willing to wait. You'll be good. So how long do you have to wait? Here's the answer. You wait until you receive the manifestation you desire. Again, when you're asking God for something, make sure you ain't you're continuing to move in other areas of your life because you already believe this happened. You already believe this will happen. So you go in other areas of your life. You just let it occur. Don't be so focused every half second of when's it coming, when's it coming, when's it coming. No, 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 You ask God, you believe it's going to happen, and you won't move on. You keep doing other stuff in life. All right? If you're willing to wait forever, you won't have to. Oh, All right. Now, G, here's the last one. G, gratitude and get away from sin. Gratitude and get away from sin. We're taught even in the natural by our parents. When you're, when you, when someone gives you something, what do you say? Thank you. We, we taught that even in the natural. How much more 
should we thank the true and living God when we receive a manifestation of something? Glory to God. Then we should get to a point in our walk with him that since we already know it already exists, it's already, it's already exists, it's a guarantee, then we should be thanking him while we ask, while we wait, and certainly when we receive a manifestation. You mean I can thank him for something? I just ask him for it, even if I haven't received that position? Yeah! Because you are confident that it's coming, not yourself and him. Thank him while you're waiting, certainly thank him when you receive it. Oh my God. You reference 1 Chronicles 16, 34 through 36, Jeremiah 5, 25, and Romans 8, 6 through 8. Because the other part is get away from sin. Now, I said we all fall short. So, what we're talking about here is not the, inst not the moment where you say, praise God, all of a sudden, first John 1 9. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So when you, when you sin, you have a heart to go towards God with a sincere What we're talking about is the practicing of sin. Those who want to get better at it. No, no, no. We want to get away from that. You know you're in something. You don't want to get better. You want to ask God to help you get out of that thing. Because just like with unforgiveness, if you're as a believing God, you know these ABCs of faith, that's blessing that's coming out of that safe, you, and you continue to want to engage in some practice of sin, that also pauses that blessing from coming down. Got it? Good, good, good class. So A is what? Yeah. B? checklist because you want to be able to go through get asking God something you want to go through in your mind like all right that new egg that new B hey put it put it on the wall you do it with my kids put it on the wall yeah. go through the checklist if you're asking God for something go through this checklist it takes the guesswork out why guess it's right there oh, this is in your heart all right it takes the guesswork out now again following the system after you ask just do B through G. So after you do A, you talk about just do B through G. So when I talk about the, the, your daily prayer, uh, your daily bread prayer, like when you're praying for your family every day, that's something different. When you're asking God for something, you're doing a petition prayer, you only need to ask Him once. You don't need to keep asking Him. Ask Him one time, and then, then you're going B through G. Let's look at some proof text. 1 John 5 and 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we learned earlier, will is what he wants, will is in his word, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That means when you ask him, he heard you, he heard you. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. You only need to ask him once. From that point on, then you're doing B through G. Amen? Alright, All right. let's keep going. So four quick things you gotta remember. One, don't ask for wrong. You ask it, you're doing this process of ABC faith, you can't ask for wrong motives. Also, you can't ask amiss. That means in the uh, cake of me, you can't ask for wrong motives. What does that mean? 
That means you can't go around asking God to become your supervisor. <laughs> no, that, that, no, that he ain't going to subscribe to that. It's not part of this one. You go around asking God to, because God ain't no way. That's a witchcraft, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. And also, you can't ask this to, to, to put in people's faces and to put your own glory. You know, so if you get a new job, it ain't, it ain't for you to you know, talk to your cousin and, and downgrade him because he ain't got one. No, no, no. God's going to get that heart. And he calls it. Right? So don't ask him this. And it's important to remember. Unit two, and here is a king. You nor God will override someone's will. you got to understand this. When you're asking God for something, you, you got to understand you're not going to be able to override someone's will. So what does that mean? Let's use the job example again. If someone else is believing God for a job, if they happen not to get it, don't let that rock your faith. You keep doing your ABC of faith because it might be there may be something that they didn't do when you didn't see. They may not have gone to the They may not have sent the resume. They may not have done C. They may have applied for the job and spoke against it. So you don't know where they are. You know, I mean, even though they may say something, you don't know where they are. So don't let them rock your faith in God. Same type thing. If someone's going through with a health challenge, if they happen to transition to be with the Lord, don't let that rock your faith. You do all you got to do to intercede, but you don't, again, one, they may have chosen without telling you to go be with the Lord. Also, you got to, because that's their will. God's not going to override that. It's also possible, again, that they may not have done some of the things that you may have done in terms of, in the, in the midnight hour, they lay in the hospital, they may have spoken against it. They may have been speaking against it. All, you know, they may have said they're going to get sick, they're going to get worse. So again, if things with other people don't have to go to things the way you desire, don't let that rock your faith. Here's a key point. God's not going to override man's will. Let's look at an example. Is it God's desire for, for people to get saved? Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Will everybody be saved? No. That's just one example. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever so believes in him shall have everlasting life. It's God's desire for everyone to get saved. But everyone's not going to choose to get saved. God's not going to intervene and make everybody get saved. And I'm going to show everybody now. He gave everyone a free will. So when we're praying for other people, just keep that in mind. When you're doing your ABC of faith, yeah, intercede. You can ABC of faith for people. But they happen not to get that. Don't let that mess your relationship up with God. Let that rock your faith. And what we should do as believers, if you say, hey, you are, you're asking me to pray with you about your job, let me teach you these ABCs of faith so we can operate and get this thing to go on together so we can get you that job. Amen? Amen? All right, yeah. Uh, number three, if, again, if it happens, now if it happens to occur that the blessed end result has not yet come in your time, remember two things. One, remember F, or bearing is on his way. He's got to keep that in mind. And then here's the other part. Here's what we got to do as believers. Be humble enough to ask God what you may, and they already guarantee you, what you may not have done in the process. Mm -hmm. You gotta say, oh, I forgot to do E. And you gotta keep it 100 and be like, ah, oh, I forgot to do B. And be honest with yourself. It doesn't make you a bad Christian, but it says, I gotta get back on this road. Or you may have done it, and you gotta keep doing it until you receive the manifestation. Just be humble enough, all right? Again, don't leave God because of this. It's got to be on you to figure out where we got to grow. And then number four, we said this earlier, don't focus on the how. You don't care how God does it. Look, look, look. You're asking to believe in God for something. You don't care how he does it. You can look at these examples right here. You can look at Mark 7, 33, and Mark, I mean, Mark 8, 23. Jesus, you spit it. <laughs> he's, 
Pass for blood. Well, they said, when you spit on the ground, they said, yeah, you spit in the cat's eye. But we don't care how God does it. We just want the end result. Amen? So don't get caught up in the weeds about how it's going to be done, how it's going to come from the saints. No, no, no. Just, just blame God. Uh, and again, Jesus used the example of tax money. How many of y'all going to go through the fish for tax money? No, don't care how God does it. Amen? Just believe. Our job is just to believe. Amen? Praise God. Y'all been in a good class. Good class. Right? Now, we got to understand that it is not God's desire for us to ever ask for something and not receive. So from this point on, God is saying, you do this process, you will always get what you pray for. I don't have a guarantee. It's God's guarantee. Because he wants people to glorify him and what he does through your life. Amen? Give God glory.